Happy Friday, everybody. We are back. You're listening to the Wagme Fantasy Football Podcast. Follow us on our socials, Twitter and TikTok, at Wagme Fantasy. Welcome in, Nick. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. Today, we will be talking about our um, strategies for drafting QBs and tight ends in your leagues this year, and also kind of grouping our quarterbacks and tight ends into um, kind of a ranking like S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier. rough tiers yeah. right now. We'll, we'll have actual tiers. We're planning on making this uh, draft cheat sheet for everybody, and we're going to have every position tiered off with their, their rankings, their risk assessments with them, et cetera, and so forth. Um, but before we touch into, so we're going to start with quarterback strategy. I want to address two quarterback leagues first because I've been recently exposed to them. I played in one last year for the first time. I really loved it. It became much more tactical starting two quarterbacks in your lineup. Um, so I want to talk about the significance. You should value them very similarly to how you value running backs. There's a constrained amount of running backs that seem, see uh, fantasy relevant volume and value. And there's a much more constrained number on how many quarterbacks are valuable from a fantasy perspective. Um, so you're okay in a two quarterback league. If you want to take Josh Allen at the 103, 104, 105, you're okay too. Because uh, you do need an elite quarterback. Last year, I spent my first round pick on Kyler. He was playing like a first round pick for most of the season, other than when he was hurt, obviously. Um, so you need to get an elite quarterback to make sure you get that QB one spot ironed out, figured out. Um, and you can hold off on a QB two. You still want a really solid one. Don't get me wrong, but we see it. The depth for that QB eight to 15 range or some yeah. strong values in there. Yeah. And two QB leagues, uh, a great quarterback is a luxury. There's a limited option. I, probably say about 10 guys that you could really throw into that. Oh, I want as a QB QB1. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then when you get, when you take your second quarterback, um, you can, you can wait a little bit longer, wait to see maybe um, until that second like tier of quarterbacks in those type of leagues start to go off the board and then you can make your pick, make a move on one of those guys. But um, when it comes to single quarterback leagues, I'm, I'm adamant on waiting. Uh, the well, top 10 got, yeah. Can I say what I did for two QB leagues first? Yeah, Sorry, go for I, it. I should, I should have said this last year. I drafted Kyler Murray in the first round, like I said. Um, but as my second quarterback position, I always like shooting for upside with my backup quarterback, even in one quarterback leagues. That's just something I really like. Um, so I took Justin Fields as my second QB. It didn't pay off, but I secured that by taking a really trustworthy veteran pretty much directly after him. And Derek Carr is my QB three. That gave me an adequate depth and upside at that position to kill everybody. Which yeah, I did. Yeah, and it, it, when quarterbacks start going down, um, if you have it's a plethora of quarterbacks, you you offer great trade value to other teams, and it's you like can really gold. take advantage of someone. Yeah. It's gold. Okay, so one QB leagues. So sorry. single quarterback leagues. I'm I'm not a big fan of taking one of the top guys like your Josh Allen or your Justin Herbert. Yeah, it'll offer you a great set it, forget it kind of guy every single week, but you can get a set it and forget it in round five, six, seven, even, um, even later rounds. Just depends our, where you want to get points above your. Yeah. Um, last year, the top 10 quarterbacks to finish in fantasy all averaged uh, 20 to 25 points. 
Um, so it's a very small difference in guys that you can get much later. Yeah. Josh Allen's going to give you those 45 point weeks, something absurd here and there. Yeah. Like occasionally. So it will win you a week, but is it worth, um, winning that one week, two weeks throughout the season and spending your third round pick on it when you could get a really, um, a great receiver or running back addition to your team that there may be less depth at the position. Um, so it's something you have to value for yourself. Personally, I recommend going later. Um, I got Dak late last year and he finished his QB seven. I think I took him in round seven, honestly, but, um, yeah, so you can, you can get these guys late. Um, there's no point to really spend a high pick on someone who's going to average two more points per game. And that's my opinion on quarterbacks in single or single, single quarterback leagues. Yeah. So I, I can see why one would be, um, Wow, I just blanked on the word. I can see why anybody would want to be high on Josh Allen to take them yeah. in the second or third round um, because he's a QB1 clear cut. He's going to – he averaged a point per game more than the field. Um, so it's just kind of like where you want to build your roster out of, how do you want to construct your draft. And if you spend an early quarterback uh, – early pick on a quarterback, one of those top four rounds – you're leaving yourself on thin ice at running back and receiver combined. You're going to have either weak value, at like your RB2 or wide receiver two, or you're going to have terrible depth and you're going to be running on thin ice mm-hmm. uh, if you spend a pick on a quarterback, whereas you can get somebody like even David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs in that third round, or Leonard Fournette, um, some strong RB2s. I'd rather have a really strong RB2 than the QB1. I'll put it that way. Yeah, injuries are going to kill you if you take a quarterback at a high pick. Also, um, the alternative to both of these options would be streaming a quarterback. Um, not a big fan of that. Not a big fan no. of taking a quarterback high either. You want one of those middle-of-the-pack guys just like to consistently get you 20 points a week. That's what you need. Yeah, it's like, like you're floating around <laughs> under bridges if you're going streaming quarterbacks. You, it's possible in one QB. It's just stressful. You want to set it and forget it. I don't get like it's unnecessary. You can you have enough roster space for yeah. two quarterbacks. You don't need a receiver in the eighth round if quarterbacks are going. You take a quarterback there. Yeah, if you have three or four receivers, I got yeah. Darnell as my fourth receiver in the seventh round during our mock draft. Uh, then I was like, I don't need another receiver forever, yeah. really. Um, so in a one-quarterback league, I agree I'm okay with waiting. I'm okay with being the 12th person to pick my starting quarterback. I did it in our mock draft. I'll probably do it most because you can get a guy like Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford at the QB 10 to 12 spot. And I'm okay with having one of the, those guys in my starting lineup. I don't need Josh Allen. I don't need Justin Herbert. I can forfeit two points on average yeah. per game from that position. I'll make it up somewhere else. Yeah. And my, I went a little earlier than Colin did in our first mock draft. I went with Jalen Hurts in the seventh round. He's got QB three upside. Yeah. Though. And that's where I want to go with the guy. I, if I see him on the board in the seventh round and I don't have a quarterback, I think it's a gimme. And you didn't spend it. So this ties into our one quarterback strategy. Uh, Nick didn't spend a top eight round pick on a tight end, uh, especially top six round. If you don't choose a tight end in that first six rounds, you're really free to, okay, so you're going to have a weak quarterback or a weak tight end um, or somewhere in the middle there. So it's really, you can have a quarterback or a tight end in the first six rounds. Yeah. You can't have dessert and free lunch. It's something has to give in those. And 
I like to go quarterback or tight end in starting in round six personally. Um, and really what makes the pick for me is where's there more depth on the board. If there's more quarterbacks on the board and there's one tight end or two tight ends that I really like, I'm going to take the tight end and then I'm going to wait for quarterback to fall to me. Um, but yeah, it's very difficult. If you're able to pull off a great team by selecting a quarterback and a tight end before, uh, by the sixth Kudos round, yeah, you. You're, you should be doing this instead of me, but yeah, the, it's just, if you're taking those two spots, your running backs, your receivers, they're going to be thin and you're risking and a lot just of injury. not as good. Like if you yeah. went, if you took, I don't know, Kyle Pitts in the third round, and then you spent a fifth round pick on Kyler, let's say, uh, you have either two okay running or two good running backs and the bad receiver one, mm -hmm. or, you know, you're just going to give up. Interchange depth, those. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like you, I think running backs and wide receivers are much more important to fill out your points. That's, yeah. that's where the majority of, of the points and separations between tiers of receiver exactly. happen. Um, so it's, they're more important than quarterback. Um, so why don't we talk about kind of our groupings for who's your elite S tier, you like to call it like high and above everybody quarterback tier. Personally, I'm going to say Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, I'm going to keep Patrick Mahomes in here. Um, I'm also going to keep Aaron Rodgers. Both of those we kind of have a dispute on. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. He throws for 40 touchdowns, 35 He's not going touchdowns. Anywhere, but Devontae year. Adams did. He did, but I think that when Jordy Nelson left, he created Devontae Adams. Yeah, he creates, I mean, like, he creates a wide receiver. One sort of, yes. It's hard to say one created the other, vice versa. Um, but you're right, Devontae. Jordy Nelson wasn't well. very – he wasn't a top receiver until Aaron Rodgers was his quarterback as well, until he was Aaron Rodgers' number one, I should say. Right. And then all of a sudden, Jordy Nelson is top five fantasy receiver right. every year. Do you think that's Alan Lazard? <laughs> I think there's top a chance five. it could be Alan Lazard. Top five is kind of comical. But yes. I, I would give it – I mean, for Christ's sake, people, he's going at wide receiver 52 behind Christian Watson. Yeah. Um, rookie Porter or rookie receivers, excuse me, don't fare well with Rodgers. Draft Alan Lazard, please, as your wide receiver for you're not going to regret it. And he showed great connection with Lazard too. Lazard's a, a huge receiver, six um, five. Yeah, six five, great red zone threat. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be in the red zone quite a lot, as he always is. So a lot of people are going to take him out of that elite tier, but I'm going to keep him in. Um, it's the same deal with Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill, but they have Juju. Um, I'm a Steelers guy. I'm going to, I'm going to say that Juju is still a viable receiving option for Patrick Mahomes, although we may have some opposition there. I'm anti Steelers, very anti Steelers. <laughs> um, but I still think Juju has potential to be very successful with Mahomes. And he also has a rookie receiver too in Sky Moore. So, and, and he's keeping Kelsey, of course. So I don't see Patrick Mahomes falling out of that elite. Okay. So like my S tier two guys, like my S tier only contains Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Cause I, I think it's like, I'm willing to put my confidence like 99% that they'll finish those top three quarterbacks next yeah. year. Um, I just, kn I know for sure they're going to be in the top five. I don't know how Patrick Mahomes is going to be affected by Tyreek Hill. I don't think by that much. Cause I think Mahomes is magical. Um, we see his arm count on display every week. I think he's still a top five quarterback, but I think Josh Allen and Justin Herbert are far and away above everybody else. And I would lump Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray, uh, Lamar, right below, directly before the, those, those next three, four guys below Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. 
I just I'm skeptical on Rodgers and Mahomes, both for the same reason they lost a top target. I'm interested to see how it impacts them. Yeah, I completely understand the argument being made, but I think that those are two of the best quarterbacks, if not the two best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Two most talented. Two most talented, I should say. Yes. I think I mean Rodgers has done it for years and then in the sample size that we've had in Mahomes, it's been great. Nothing short of set the bar like completely yeah. different for everybody. So I think I think that talent alone could keep them into this. How old is Patty? Like 26? Yeah, he's yeah, 25, he's 26. Got a ton, a ton and we we left. already like act as if you know he's old news. No, he's, there's debates of him as a Hall of Famer already. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, I, I think he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame, but right now, come on. Yeah, he's like a third of the way through his career. Yeah. Um, so that S tier, I think, is only two guys. I have I, four. I have, like, my A tier being those next four guys, including Rodgers and Mahomes, that there's that overlap. I feel like we both agree with Kyler and Lamar being lumped into that top six, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Kyler, Kyler does scare me. He's shown flashes of greatness. He's shown flashes of really kind of not living up to that where you draft him. I had him uh, two years ago, and he was great for 12 games and then he fell off the face of the earth at the end of the season granted he had an ankle similar injury. to last year i drafted yeah, him he was as, the same last year i drafted him as a top quarterback thinking like this is my guy he has the rushing upside and the volume to be the qb1 and he showed that after the first two three weeks and then after that it was kind of like eh. so but, you'd say yeah. kyler and lamar would be your five and six yes in this I, grouping? yeah i i honestly think rogers would be like six for me, maybe even maybe even lower than that. I'm not as high as on him just because Lamar and Kyler have that rushing upside, and Mahomes is far and away more more fantasy friendly than Aaron Rodgers at this point in their careers. I like the rushing upside, Kyler, especially Lamar shows. I think I love Lamar. You are very anti yeah. Lamar in fantasy. He's usable, but usable, please. He's got a 75 percent win. Yeah win percentage well the same case that you're making against Mahomes and Rodgers could be made for Lamar with the absence of Marquise Brown now or are you uh like boring his yes and no no I I disagree with that you can't apply that same question just because Lamar's rushing upside far and away overcomes that um then I think below that you have guys I think Dak would be the first name I would mention in that next group Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, who else do you think would you include in that? Let's call it. Well, we didn't mention Jalen Hurts yet. Oh, yes. Um, I'd put him in the tier above Dak and Brady. Um, I think he's right there with Lamar and Kyler. He has Um, the upside, too. Yeah. What was he last year? QB three? Well, he finished lower because he missed two games yes yeah okay. uh, but he was on he was qb one or two for the majority yeah. of the year exactly the first seven games he scored over 20 points all of them yeah the rushing when he when you got a guy rushing for 80 yards it's hard to keep him out of the top five. Touch on our team, yeah. yeah he's he's got the upside hurts i think his floor is like low i think it's outside the top 10 um maybe not outside much lower wow much lower than 10 but I think his ceiling is in that QB one. Usually when you look at those dual threat quarterbacks, they have a higher floor because of the rushing. Yeah. It helps his floor, but I just think like Philly's offensive identity, they have a running back room filled with a couple guys that can handle more work than they're actually given. Yeah. I, they're a running oriented offense. 
and I don't see him airing it out for 300 yards a week. Yeah, it's interesting to see if they'll run the ball more with the if running. He, if he runs it, he's not going to pass it. You know, yeah. I guess he can make that argument for everybody. I just don't think he's as big of a threat to go north of 300 yards as Lamar and Kyler are, and he's he he could outpace them in the rushing department. So after that tier, we'll go to our B tier, which we said has um, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, um, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, um, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, and I'm I'm debating between putting Tua in that tier. I'm not going to mention him right now. I think with with his with Tyree Kill addition and Jalen Waddles um, growth, I think it's not out of the question whatsoever. I projected so I did Miami's breakdown last week. I projected him to finish as QB 15 last year. And that was also projecting him to miss two games. He's made a glass. So not surprised if he misses time, but I can see the argument. He, I definitely can see in the rate in the range of two his outcomes. We like talking about that term. Yeah. I can see him finishing as a top 12 quarterback, but I think if I'm drafting, I'd rather take a guy like Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, and all the other guys we mentioned previous to that yeah. over to it just because I can trust them. It, yeah. uh, 51 times out of 100, I see them all finishing higher than him. Yeah, I agree. It's it's very close. Um, but yeah, with the new additions, I think it's definitely not out of the question. But I'd rather talk about Russell Wilson, who we're listing in the B tier. Um, this may come back to bite me in the ass. Uh, Russell Wilson has been nothing short of spectacular for his entire career, barring his first uh, one or two seasons, which were mediocre. Um, yeah, he, he switches teams. He goes to Denver. So that offers some ambiguity um, in ranking him, grouping him. So putting him in the B tier is, is it could be disrespectful. Yes. But I think he has QB1 potential, as he, he always does. does. He could easily finish as the top it's, quarterback. It's in his range of outcomes. Yeah. And I, I don't think there's a lot of quarterbacks that you can say that about, especially guys who are, he's more of a strict passer. As a young guy, he had that rushing upside to him as well. Um, but he's pretty much just airing it out. I don't think there's really any other quarterbacks besides him and Rodgers that you can say are just yeah. strictly throwers. Maybe Dak that will finish as QB1 or can anyways. Wilson does have some legs, but it's not what makes his money. So in a one QB league, these are the guys that I want. I'll be willing to sell for Dak down, you know, Dak, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Matt Stafford, Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, any of those guys that are available at the cheapest price. I'm yeah. okay with starting in a one QB league. Now in a two QB league, I would like one of those guys to be my second quarterback. I'm willing to draft a guy like Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. Kyler Murray earlier and followed up not too far behind with a, a really strong second option. And if I don't get one of those guys, I have to get the highest value and uh, possibly a third just for that safety. Given Russell Wilson's ADP, man, imagine a team where you you take a Allen or Herbert or Mahomes early, and then Wilson falls like to a you, fifth or and, sixth round. Yeah, and then you have you still possibly have good, two top three quarterbacks. Two on good team. wide receivers yeah. and uh, an elite running back. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely capable. I haven't done any mocks for two QB leagues. I feel like we'll definitely have to get one out. Um, very soon, just because I'm interested in it. Let's flip over to tight ends, and th- these tiers are pretty easier. Yeah. Quarterbacks, there's undefined boundaries. Some guys are higher on 
others and et cetera and so forth. But tight ends, I feel like everybody generally agrees on some things. Yeah, the two, the two top guys this year are going to be Kelsey and Andrews. Um, I'd put a lot of money on that, that uh, pulling through for me. Um, you can make a case for Kittle. He's done it before, but new quarterback. Everybody's he's made a blast. Yeah, I know. I'm low on him as well. I just don't see it happening. I hope it does happen because football, fantasy football, needs more tight ends. I saw one guy on Twitter. I forget his name. If you're listening, my bad, bro. Um, but he <laughs> ranked George Kittle as the tight end eight, and I thought that was disrespectful. Um, I think George Kittle, he's not a top four tight end, top two tight end that he has been in the past. He's past his prime. I'm willing to admit that, but he's still a top six guy. I'll put him at Did at you see who he put over him? It was, I think it was, I think it was Goddard. If it wasn't Goddard, it was TJ Hawkinson. Um, everybody else, Schultz, Waller, Pitts, Andrews, Kelsey. It might've been both Hawk and Goddard. No, yeah, Dawson Knox. Dawson Knox oh, was no. tight end seven. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh, that hurt. That's a hot take. I, yeah. I told him to calm down with that Knox over Kittle shit. Um, but so that elite tier is Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews. Yeah. I think there's no debate about that. They've proven it. They're the number one targets on their offense on good offenses as well. Nothing. They're pricey. Do. They are pricey. Yeah, I'm not spending a pick on them as early as they're Kelsey going. Kelsey went late first. Last year. Yeah, and he's projected at like the 110 or 112 yeah, yeah. this year. Um, That's where auto pick or whatever has him. I mean, it's at. basically like you're selecting Justin Jefferson, the amount of volume that he's going to get, you know. But he's going to be the lead receiver for yeah. Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he is. But to spend a first-round pick on a tight end if they're not Gronk in 2012, I, I don't want to do that. Andrews falls about around later. I would love the Andrews value over Kelsey there, but I don't think I'm a taker for that. I like going running back, wide receiver, and some mm-hmm. combination. Um, so that next tier, the A tier that we'll, we'll call it, um, we have Pitts, Waller, Kittle, and Schultz. Um, I could see Kittle falling out of this tier completely. Um, Waller, I know, is someone that Colin has hesitated on. Um, I think that the acquisition of Devontae Adams actually helps Darren Waller in this uh, situation. Carve it's, into Darren Waller here. It will carve into some Darren Waller uh, target share. However, Darren, not all of Dar- Darren Waller's targets last year were good targets because he was the number one target on that offense for Derek Carr. Um, yeah, and he was inefficient as fuck. And not so, all the targets were good. He was he was. So many eyes were on him. You want to hear something that nobody's talking about with Darren Waller is that Derek Carr, the year before in 2020, had a QBR while targeting Darren Waller of 110 and similar the year before. Like they were an elite connection. This past year, that dropped 22 points. They had a QBR of 88 targeting Darren Waller. Their completion rate was like 55%. And Darren Waller missed some games last year. That's not where I'm getting at. He had 18 targets in week one alone. That was 20% of his targets in week one alone. He had 90-something on the rest of the year. If you take out that monster week one game against Baltimore, which was a really good game to watch, um, and he had like 28 points for me. I was was psyched by him. Um, But he averaged 10.5 points per game last year beyond that point. I think – the acquisition of Devontae Adams will help because I think it hurts. It will open up the secondary because Devontae Adams is clearly the best receiving option on that team. Now. Are you serious? Hunter, Hunter Renfro is the top dog in Las Vegas. Yeah, so he like, always will be. 
forever in Big my dogs heart. Eat. So, okay. So here's my take that I think is going to become more common the more I, I root through um, the fantasy world and also come draft day is Dalton Schultz is going to finish as a tight end four. He's going to supersede George Kittle and Darren Waller. He finished as tight end three last year. So I don't understand why he's discounted yeah. at tight end six. And he's going much later than all those guys. And everybody's treating him as a separate tier or the tier below than those top five guys. When really, I think he's in the thick of that group. I can see him outpacing Kyle Pitts, even as a tight end three. What's interesting about our, our grouping here that we have Pitts, Waller, Kittle, and Schultz together is Pitts, Waller, and Kittle are going much earlier than Schultz. Um, a whole round right yeah. there. You can get Schultz later. You can add another receiver, another running back, and then take Schultz, who we think is going to finish higher than at least Waller and Kittle. I don't think Pitts. I think I think Pitts is higher, but I can definitely see it in, in the range of outcomes. I would say quarter of the time. Oh, there's Schultz. a chance Schultz beats him now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I and mean, Pitts only scored one. Amari Amari Cooper has vacated targets. Michael Gallup is hurt. Dak is they're going to air it out. Dallas throws the ball a ton. Schultz is probably going to be the lead receiver, or he'd probably be the second option to Ceedee Lamb. But oh, he's, sure. he's still a top two target for for Dak in a high power offense. Heavy offense. So then the next year that we have uh, includes Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard, and Cole Komet. Um, the guy here that I personally be most high on would be Dallas Goddard. Oh yeah. Um, I think TJ Hawkinson is the better tight end, um, but he's got Jared Goff throwing to him. Detroit's been a dumpster fire forever, and I don't see that changing and this season. There's a lot of healthy options there now. DeAndre yeah. Swift is healthy. Uh, they got DJ Chark, Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams will be healthy. Um, eventually. Eventually, yes. So yeah, Dallas Goddard, I think he showed a great connection with uh, uh, Jalen Hurts last season. Um, A.J. Brown may seep into that a little bit, but I think tight ends always receive their targets. Um, they're used in the red zone efficiently, and I think that we're going to see a good offense here in Philadelphia, honestly. And I think Goddard's going to receive Goddard, a lot of those red zone Goddard targets. plays like a different tight end receiving-wise. He averaged 14.8 yards per catch last year, second to only Kyle Pitts. Um, he's a really good athlete, especially with the ball in his hands. I was super high on him. Before the A.J. Brown trade, I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit. I was talking about him being perhaps a top five tight end this upcoming year because without Zach Ertz, his, his usage went up just enough to throw him into that upper half starting tight end role. And Philly has always had a good tight end. They always throw to the tight end. You think Brent Selleck, then Zach Ertz. Both were elite options for a couple years. Um, and Goddard's next in line. Philly had over 100 targets last year to the tight end position. I think Dallas Goddard wins like nearly all of those targets. Yeah. I think he's the most valuable out of here, but I want to mention Cole Komet. I think he's, he's your guy. Yeah, he, he is my guy. And he's being drafted at tight end 16 right now, DPR way lower in standard. And he scored zero touchdowns last year. That's the glimmer or that's the dismal look on him but he had 60 catches and 93 targets and that's something i'm more concerned about as a fantasy owner um his volume's there and he's the second receiving option in that chicago offense the only one i'd place above him is darnell mooney and you can only throw to one guy so many times his competitors for targets then are down to byron pringle 
and what Dante Pettis is that what we decided and Equinemius St. Brown there's no Jimmy he, Graham yeah okay yeah. there's no Jimmy Graham anymore yeah. he's 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 done for Equinemius forgot about him yeah I know you mean Amon Ra's or older brother yeah he must be really pissed off like imagine being the shit all your life and then you get to the NFL and you're known as Amon Ra's little brother mm-hmm. Um, so let's move on to our last tier. We have to talk about a C tier for tight ends because there really aren't that many viable options. You're gonna um, you're gonna start a B or C guy if you're in a one QB league or even two QB league, and you're going for S and A tier quarterbacks. Yeah, these guys in the C tier, um, you're gonna bench bench a guy based on a matchup almost every week. Like it's going to have to change. You can't just roll. Hunter Henry out every week and hope he has two for 15 I, and two I touchdowns. I just and Friar Muth last year. That's my strategy. It was yeah. just matchup dependent. If you're going to have one of these guys, you got to have two of them. It's basically what we're saying. Um, you got to play matchup. When Gesicki plays the Jets, you start Gesicki. They'll do it twice every year, so it's not a bad option. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we have Knox, Ertz, Pat, Friar Muth, uh, Mike Gesicki, Hunter Henry, and I included Irv Smith here. We haven't seen him yet. I think he could be great in um, Minnesota, offering a third option to Kirk Cousins. Could be a great red zone threat. Um, that does hurt what I think of Thielen. I think of him as the red zone guy, but I think Irv could show some value out of here. I like Hunter Henry the most out of this group. Uh, he had nine red zone catches last year and nine touchdowns mm-hmm. in the red zone. He's a magnet inside the red zone. He was New England's leading red zone receiver with 18 targets. I think he's the only receiving option I can truly trust in New England to even roster. I think the receiving room is very crowded there. I like Ertz out of here until DeAndre Hopkins is back. Um, right. He, yeah. he, he will be very safe without D-Hop on the field. You saw his usage and production go go jumping up when D-Hop was off the field last year. Yeah, second game in, he had a uh, – shoot, I forget the stat line. I knew it before this, too. Um, Come on, Nick. <laughs> I'll, I'll remember it he right after good, we stopped He had a good game. He had a very good game in his second um, in his second game with the Cardinals. First game, they integrated him slowly. Second game, boom, right into the offense. And I think without after, – after being there for a year, without D-Hop for a couple weeks, uh, he'll be a great early season start. Still think he's old and fat and slow. Though. He is old and fat and slow, but he does still have his hands. So let's tie the bow to the knot and reiterate, if you go for an S-tier tight end in a one-quarterback league, you're going to have to settle for a, a B-tier quarterback. It, it's, that, it's that simple. You, yeah. can't, you can't have both. In a two-quarterback league, I... I mean, you can, but then you won't have a running you back can, or a receiver. No, you, you can't. Like you really can't. Otherwise, you're gonna screw yourself over yeah. uh, a receiver or running back. You're gonna be regretting it. Uh, you're not gonna be thinking about how you have an elite tight end. You're gonna be thinking about how you have to throw out Kendrick Bourne as how you have to one. trade this tight end yeah, to get a receiver yeah, or, or a quarterback. Um, so, but in the two QB league, I really don't care who my tight end was last year. I'm more concerned. I have. Two quarterbacks, two running backs, two wide receivers. That's where the bulk majority of my points are going to come from. They're higher scoring positions. I'm going to throw out a B and C tier tight end. Yeah. Now, and if I want an S tier or A tier tight end in a one QB league, you're looking at a low A to high B tier quarterback. Is there anything you'd say? I think you covered it 
pretty much exactly how I would have. Um, I hate tight ends. I always hate drafting tight ends when it comes to it. I love having an elite one, but yeah. it, it comes at it comes, it comes at, at a premium. Price. It comes at a premium. And I've been lucky in the past. I got Andrews before he broke out, and I got Waller before he broke out. Um, but since then, I haven't been able to snag a receiver or a tight end in a late round. That's been one of those top guys. Um, I had Schultz last year, I guess, um, waiver wire pickup. So that wasn't bad at finishing. Prior, three. Okay, so prior to last year, I'm your quarterbacks guy. Prior to last year, I drafted the MVP quarterback. The previous three or four years, I forget what it was. I had Rodgers, Mahomes, and Lamar, both all drafted as either my weak starting quarterback or my backup quarterback. So I'm your guy. I got I got that down. You don't even you just come to me. You ask me. <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you an MVP quarterback. My tight end history is similar to his QBs. 2019 at Andrews. 2020 Waller. I might be a year ahead on both of those. The years before their breakout, I had them. They broke out. And um, yeah, so since then, I've been trying. I've been trying. Last year, I couldn't find a guy. I was late on tight end. I took Logan Thomas in my main league, and that didn't work out. Pulled his hammy out for the season, pretty much. But yeah, Schultz was a great waiver wire pickup for me. We're going to wrap it up then. Yeah. Uh, that was fun. Happy Friday, everybody. We tricked them. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, we won't tell them ever. Don't look at the last video. Yeah. We are not wearing the same shirts. No, we should have switched them, actually. Yeah. All right. Uh, follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Wagme Fantasy. We will be – so we, we've been releasing team breakdowns every day pretty much. I've been cranking one out. Um, cranking one out, yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, that's all over t- – our Twitter and our website, www.wagnewfantasy.com. Please visit it. I worked hard on that. Uh, reward me. Make them happy. Yeah, please. All right. See you guys.